You're checking out the Nifty Q Show. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome into the Nifty Q Show. We're interviewing founders, leaders, and builders in the non-fungible token industry. Today, I'm sitting with Ben Lee, co-founder of Blowfish Studios and Phantom Galaxies. We'll be touching on the upcoming release of their open world space MMO, transitioning their game development from Web 2 to Web 3, their upcoming planet sale, and much more. Uh, ben, this is this is late night for me, so I'm saying GM, but it's, it's really your GM, my late night. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks, Nifty, and and thanks for you know taking the taking this um, call. Huh, your late night. I thought you'd be a night owl or something. Eh? <laughs> I, I I am a night owl, but I like to get my interviews done early. My brain's just fresh, so if I come off like all bantery and things like that, just just forgive me on that one. And you're you're doubling up a little bit too. You just did a Discord AMA that I sat in on, so that was that was fun to get some information from you guys. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. Uh, yeah, it was, we just had a bit of a AMA on the um, upcoming or Astrofight event that we're, we're holding with, with episode four later on, which is, um, yeah, I think it's, it's really cool giving the, our first opportunity for our community and players to earn some governance tokens. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a huge announcement. You guys also recently announced a 9.6 or 19.6, correct me if I'm wrong, a million dollar private sale round uh, of which we were able to uh, partake. So uh, definitely want to get that uh, in there real quick. So uh, not financial advice, nothing here should be taken as such. But congratulations on, on that round uh, and announcing that uh, recently, man. I'm sure that was a, a big thing for your team. Yes, no, thank you. That was huge. It took, you know, it was a, uh, quite a bit of work and um it was it was good it went really well because of a uh, i think the strategy we've taken with fan galaxies is is different right we had the game we we launched the game in the alpha last year so we've kind of been able to show easily it's kind of quite clear that you know what the game is and, and where we're heading so i think people were just you know really really excited to to be part of that yeah, I've been able to hop in a couple times uh, into the alpha and just experience a game that's like pretty well made. Uh, and it, when I when it comes to the NFT space, it's like something you don't expect. Uh, you're kind of just like playing little 2D uh, games here on, on maybe web browser. So having an actual you know game that's that's fully developed is really cool to have. What's your community like these days, man? Uh, how is your uh, how's the how are the episodes going? Uh, are, have you been able to? I know it's been a while since we last talked, so I just wanted to get that update from you. Yeah, no, uh, I mean the community's been community's been great. Uh, obviously, the last last week, I guess, has been a bit, you know, a bit of a difficult one for for everybody in the in the crypto in the crypto communities. But um, you know, from the game space, it's been really really cool. Uh, one the one thing that's always stood out is that, like I said, people just actually really enjoy playing the game. You know what I mean? Like we're right now, we're, there's there's no there's no yeah, it, it, it's not uh, a play and earn game yet. Uh, you know, we're just there, and uh, it is because I guess we're giving away the, the NFTs and being able to claim those. So um, I guess that's something that, that we've been really, really um, proud of being able to do as well. Introduce these mechanics into an actual, you know, totally kind of off, not totally offline, but you know, it's not it's not our online multiplayer game. So that's um that's good. But I think people are just always excited. Uh, the big big first step was getting that the private sale out of the way because now we're able to start announcing all different all different partnerships that, that we've been able to um, foster during that process and um, so really big things to come and you know people people are always keen to hear oh, all right well, well you know when marketing you know what, what, what's going on like, when are you going <laughs> to announce all these things and so we've got a huge kind of um, rollout of, of different you know information and announcements and events leading up you know for the rest of the year which is 
Really cool. Yeah, I'm excited to get the uh, details here for the everyone that's listening in the chat as well. We have a lot of people already asking questions. So yeah, I know you just came from an AMA. This is a, a pseudo AMA uh, piece too. We're going to get into uh, a little bit of a discussion, of course, on, on Phantom Galaxies, but I want to hear about your background. We will get into some of these questions uh, as well, I promise. So stick around uh, and they will all be asked uh, to Ben. Hopefully he can. he's ready with the, uh, the, the answers there. So Ben, and before we get into all that stuff, I do want to hear a little bit about your background. I don't think we've touched on uh, like your background before, you know, Web3, before NFTs. So I'm actually excited to ask this question. What was life before NFTs? <laughs> uh, it, was, it was games, right? I've always been, uh, I've always wanted to make computer games ever since I was, I was a child. And um, kind of part of it, like programming, both programming and art and game design. So... I was able to do all that as I was doing that, and then, yeah, <clears throat> 1998 started my professional game development um, career, uh, working for a, uh, like an, another like a small indie studio um, here in here in Sydney, Australia, working on um, you know arcade games, kind of PC based arcade games. But um, you know this was way this was before there was even um, dire, you know, direct 3D, and uh, so we actually had to code up and build the graphics engines from scratch essentially writing all that so uh, but yeah then then and so, so they don't have to do that anymore is that what you're saying somebody does <laughs> somebody does but yeah <laughs> people like unity and um unreal now kind of uh, epic uh, uh, kind of building doing that uh yeah ea and those kind of companies they still run their own you know frostbite and do their own engine development um who knows we might we might go back there is uh we're part of Animoca Group, and you know, really growing out there. And there's tons of great um, game studios are building great games alongside us. And so that's 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 actually been really energizing. I think we were like the first, we were the first you know game studio to join Animoca last year on their kind of um, in their growth uh, spurt that they've had. Uh, but there's been tons that have come in now, and you know, we all get to. We're on shared Slack channels. We'll chat to each other. We'll help each other out, and that—that's been—it's been really, really terrific. The, the kind of community we have there as well. So. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about a little bit of that Animoca partnership and what they've been able to provide. But I noticed the mobile suits behind you. I would I, I want to know if you growing up were into Gundam Evangelion, all these things like that led to, hey, we need to make a mobile suit game uh, for the masses, because that's that's one of the coolest, I think, storylines uh, out there right now is this mobile suit uh, future space MMO. Yeah, no, I. I was originally into Transformers and Robotech and Macross, and so that's they're the ones that got me. So I've still got a lot of you know, the, the the Robotech and see the back there as well. So yeah, and Transformers and things like that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Evangelion's like you know really really cool. So um, and, and Gundam, I love. I'm a big model kit builder as well. So Gundam, you know, love my um, you know, master grade kits and stuff like that. So uh, and obviously the games growing up, you know what I mean. So. Uh, which which games are you into? Uh, so the, you know the, the the kind of you know mech games, but one of my favourites was actually um, it was a bit different, like Zone of the Enders. Don't know if you ever played played that game on the on the, on the PlayStation PS2. So uh, it was um, Konami game. We nearly we nearly got a we nearly got a kind of a collaboration with them inside Phantom Galaxies, but not quite. So that was uh, still still trying for those sort of things. So. So, so look, keep keep an eye out here out there. We will hopefully have some big announcements with with you know, uh, kind of those type of collaborations. But I've still you know I've got the box set of you know 
um, Robotech and Macross. So. Yeah, we got, we got uh, Llama here in the chat saying Super Super Robot Wars. I guess rings it rings a bell uh, for him. Uh, so so the idea is, you know, you, you you were loving games. You got into game development. Uh, when did you get to Blowfish Studios? How did you find your team that you're at now? I, I just want a quick background of, of what you've been able to assemble with that studio. Uh, so we started, me and my um, co-founder, Aaron Grove, we started Blowfish in 2010. Um, so I've got uh, like an engineering kind of programming background and Aaron has an art uh, visual effects and he worked in, you know, for visual effects companies background. And so for, you know, we started Blowfish when the advent of uh, you know, self-publishing on iOS and the iPhone and we made uh, we made three games and one did pretty well and the third one did really well and that kind of kick-started um, Blowfish you know, after the first year. From there, we went from like two people in my two-bedroom two bedroom, uh, unit or apartment and then we, we went up to like 10 people and all 10 of us were still in my, my two-bedroom apartment um, for the first you know, few, like six months. It was, but my you know, me, my wife was pregnant, and we were expecting our first child, so we had to move out <laughs> to, to get out of the get out of the house there. But yeah, we had like five five artists in the spare room, five art, five programmers on the dining room, and 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 at one point, and then you know we just kept building, and so we started on on mobile games. Um, we did you know we did some free to play, did a lot of uh, premium. Then we we were we moved to um, PC and console. So then when Xbox and PlayStation opened up for self-publishing games. So then we started de developing our own games there. Uh, one of our favorite, one of my favorite games there was Gunscape is what we did. And uh, we're actually, you know, people keep asking about Gunscape. We're looking at a Switch release, but it, it's also a perfect game to kind of bring over to Web3 too as well. So, you know, keep an, keep an eye out for that sometime. What, so break that down real quick, because you said perfect game to bring over to Web3. What traits are you looking for in games that make them perfect web3 games uh so gunscape is um it's user generated content so essentially we we took our favorite of you know bringing together um uh like our old first person shooter games and you know like minecraft with that so there's a lot of been a products around that but it really is focused on that um first person shooter experience but in a in a way that people can come in and just build build their own worlds and so we released that on PC and console, and uh, but people just made amazing things like content. So um, and uh, like levels. So someone someone went and emulated like the uh, GoldenEye 64, right? They, they 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 built the whole game inside inside there. So that was, um, people did Quake and Doom and you know, Unreal uh, Unreal tournament maps. And so you know we had you know, capture the flag, uh, deathmatch, but then we had co-op as well. So you could do like the, the things like that and. Um, it's, you know, I think it's it's very powerful in that uh, people, you know, in Web three people can own what they've built, and then they're able to uh, kind of you know trade that and sell that. So in in Gunscape, you know, it was just our our server and everything that was built was sitting on there, and so it, it's still it's still really you know really great. But I think Web three now with just being able to put put everything in people's hands that they ha have the ownership of it, um, yeah, it's just you know I think one of the most powerful aspects of web three there, there's a rabbit hole conversation uh that we could have that i don't want to spend too much time in but you guys you, you mentioned self-publishing you mentioned kind of ios obviously you guys released on steam initially and had that problem like we're still in that that window of merging from web 2 to web 3 and i know steam like shut you guys down what was the experience there 
and what are the boundaries that like indie devs have to like cross right now as game developers trying to add tokens to games and things like this yeah uh yeah so like i'm saying we, we had phantom galaxy there we we're presenting it we we're going to launch it on steam and then they they brought out that that ban on, on on blockchain games and so and that was like two weeks before we wanted to launch the episode one um and so we had a conversation with them but it was clear that you know we, we couldn't go that route and so we moved to distributing it on our on our own website and and um so there was a lot of work there to figure out how to do it in a way that would cater for you know lots of downloads and, and, and people there and we were able to do that. And going back to Gunscape, that's how we actually released Gunscape too through our own our own website. And so I kind of you know rewound a bit to that to that part. Um, and I mean, yeah, I think that's that's just the the challenges that are there is that finding distribution. You know, if you want to do a game on on mobile as well trying to get it through the platform holders to get that approval and you know because they're not they haven't approved full kind of crypto and and blockchain nfts in the games like that are obviously what they are you can you know they're they're allowing games to go out there that have a front layer and and hide that element in the back end um and so which is better than steam (laughs) so you know so uh bit by bit though you're seeing a lot more people embrace it so uh this is I guess this is what my strategy was, even with Steam. I think at some point they will allow it because the community and the players want it, and and then that's kind of you know what what yeah why would they then hold back on it? What's their biggest concern? Are they just frightful that this is going to take market share from them? Are they is it a legal thing that they don't want to you know be put in the sights of you know the sec or something like this like what what is their biggest fear here i think it's a combination the combination is yes the unknown of the of the sec and the, and the regulations there because uh, it didn't i think because it just sprung up on them like you know it exploded right nfts and, and um you know blockchain gaming kind of just exploded and so they've had no time I mean, they're massive corporations right so that you know, how they can, can pivot but then the other element uh is like you said uh how do they monetize off it so this is um you know, this is one of the big things that you know it's got to do with the engines, like uh, you know Unreal as well, so an Epic. So um, the same kind of battle that there that Epic was fighting against Apple when it comes to uh, Apple requiring requiring everyone to use their their web their marketplace or their their app store to buy stuff. Now, kind of Epic's doing to to blockchain in that. Right now, you gotta do that. So they're all kind of they got to make money, right? Any business has to make. Money. and so i think that was that was part of it so i think just initially kind of pulling back on that yeah crypto stamina is saying all my homies hate steam so i think that's encapsulating all the all the thoughts there uh into one quick sentence uh we do have a lot of people asking questions we are going to get to uh some some phantom galaxies ama pieces here in just a second uh ben i did want to have like one last piece on your origin uh that you mentioned there uh you you mentioned i believe three games at early on in your mobile dev studio lifetime uh you guys had created two maybe they didn't hit what was that third one were you got were you guys like struggling really hard and then this one just like hit just in a lightning question tell me a little bit about that event yeah i mean that that third game was siegecraft uh and literally we'd given ourselves a year right to put towards uh blowfish and and to to see if we could you know make money and, and obviously pay for next year and and siegecraft was um at the time it was like a people described it described it as a 3d angry birds <laughs> so you know it's physics based you're just having fun you're like 
it was based off an old game, um, Catapults, Crossbows and Catapults. I don't know if you kind of knew it, but yeah, you're just kind of sh- shooting discs and arrows at each other as kids and like each other in the eye and face. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that was, that, that, that did really well for us. And, um, uh, we had over, you know, high, one half million downloads. It grossed over half a million dollars US at the time for, for two people. That was, you know, really good. <laughs> so that, 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 that did really well. It built our relationship with Apple and Google and all those things. Yeah, you know, the game we had the demo essentially in every Apple store around the world. On you know they you know, they installed it on their devices and people could go in there and play it. So I mean that was really cool. At the time we had like a Google Analytics running and so we could see everybody playing our game. Calls <laughs> around the world. So that was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so that was no, it was a big one and uh, where we've done a few games in that in that franchise. Always. Yeah, we kind of we love just trying different games and 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 different genres and and doing that, but building on the franchise as well. So yeah, kind of a big kind of hint, Siegecraft Web three version. I have massive plans for it, and that's a. Oh, uh, there we go. A little bit of alpha. I appreciate that blast from the past. There uh, talking about two thousand and ten. Uh, God, I can't even remember 17. So, you know, speaking of 17, that's when I first got into uh, NFTs, right? Like I found CryptoKitties. I was like super interested in the idea of digital ownership. When did you find NFTs? And then take me through this this partnership with Animoca. Were you building the game before you knew about NFTs? All of these uh, cool factors that lead us up to where we are now. Yeah, I mean, I I dabbled in, you know, crypto... uh... When was it? it was before the first kind of pump of ETH. So I bought, I bought like ETH at like 300 bucks and it went up to like 1800 and came back down again. So, you know, we were doing research. I was there. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh. So, you know, we were, doing, we were doing some research into that in the, in the studio as well and, and games. Um, always, you know, we saw the, the CryptoKitties um, thing take off and uh, and that's, you know, again, looking into it and how, how it all worked. Uh, we didn't actually get... I, I didn't actually get really involved in the NFT gaming though until... December 2020 so kind of just before because you know I think I think it really took off in the first quarter of 2021 I think of NFT gaming alternate gaming so so yeah so I didn't really start playing until December um, then uh, Phantom Galaxies though we'd been in development already before that um, for for at least a year we started at the start of 2019 developing Phantom Galaxies and um, it, so it wasn't it wasn't a blockchain game. So we were, we were working on that traditional game and making sure you know it was uh, yeah it was, was going to be you know, that kind of fun game. And but then while we were you know moving along and, and we were look, looking to to for different partners to help us you know kind of fund the the remaining part of of Phantom Galaxies and, and another totally unannounced game we've got uh, in development as well. But um, yeah, it's for another time. So we were looking for partners there to develop that, and I really I got to meet Yat and Anamoka, and and you know really, and I'd already started I guess you know playing and getting involved and seeing seeing how it all worked and you know, kind of the, the kind of the strength and you know, all the thing about true you know true digital ownership of, of NFTs and playing games and you know, it, again it's, when it comes to games it, it isn't just another kind of you know, one thing it is another kind of different monetization aspect right so like you've got paid and premium you've got subscription services and you've got free to play so with blockchain gaming though it really it really puts it into the community into the into the players and that's what i i really kind of what really pulled me in 
Um, I haven't been able to do it before, but I always wanted to build like a real player-driven economy and, and governance system. And you know, that was the thing. So when I you know, speaking to Yat and seeing his vision, I was like, yeah, I said like, you know, what if we could do like Star Citizen, but with transforming mechas on, you know, as a blockchain game? And, and we just went, yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and from there, you know, I've been working very hard on, on and then bring, bringing that to, to fruition. Yeah, a lot of changes that we've been making in the back end and um, for the game and, and being able to, so we can kind of you know, reach that, that the, the keeping those goals and, and blue sky. So, um, yeah, you look at, you look at Star Citizen that's been, I don't know, being made for over 10 years or something, isn't it? <laughs> it's something like crazy, yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned having, like, had the idea for Phantom Galaxies and it being in development before you even went into NFTs. What was the ethos when you first decided, okay, we're going to make this game, and then how has that changed since you added uh, this these Web3 mechanics or, or planning on it, you know, uh, bringing it into Web3? You mentioned the player ownership, the community-driven economy, and all these this cool aspect that you get when you have an open marketplace, uh, truly open. But what did you build Phantom Galaxies initially with in mind, and how has that changed since this evolution? Yeah, I mean, I've always been... Um big fan of like narrative driven games that's always been you know world building and the narrative and, and stories it's got, it kind of you know you might so a lot of people bring up like mass effect right it's like oh there's a kind of correlation between pg and, and, and mass effect and one of the big games i like though was like uncharted on, on the playstation and so yeah, I, i'm really into those kind of games it's like all right well let's let's you know meld you know again transforming giant robots but you know in that kind of you know action action rpg um, oh, action adventure RPG kind of game, um, and that's what we're building with with Phantom Galaxy. So we'd mapped out, you know, we've got a, a massive amounts of lore that's already been written. We've got you know scripts for like um, kind of origin stories within the game. So so Phantom Galaxies, yeah, it's like described as a space opera. So it really is a massive kind of world that, that spans from the start of the lore with with humans leaving Earth to to where we are now in Phantom Galaxies. Uh, and so there's there's a ton of stories there, and so you know, like I said, we have origin stories written. So the characters you see now in Phantom Galaxies, you know, in Harbor Zero Zero One, we've actually got full buyers for them, and we've actually written one whole script for a game for for like Ina O'Rourke. So she's one of the you know um, one of the one of the characters there. So again, it's like that's where it was started, and having lots of games in the franchise, and really moving to Web three hasn't. Um, it's, it hasn't really affected that part of it. It's actually it allows us to to really kind of um, just to even go deeper. So with just giving people ownership of their characters, you know what I mean. So now with the with generative avatars and starfighters that that we're going to be launching um, in a, in a couple of months is you know I'm no longer just. Uh, um, a player like the player that I've been set along like you know um, so like in, in Phantom Galaxy it was Jordan right so I'm no longer just Jordan and I'm playing through now I'm, I'm myself I can I can be I can be tons I can be thousands of different people uh, we have thousands of different players and each player is their own so I think you know doing being able to do that is, is something we couldn't do with the budgets that we had when we started um, making Phantom Galaxies and so that's that's where we were looking at you know, where can we expand it. You know, one of your questions before is how has Blowfish grown? You know, when 
when we were uh, when we joined Anamoka, we were like 26 people uh, here in here in Sydney, Australia. We had uh, and about you know, five, you know, seven people around the world as well. Now we're like 85 people here in here in Australia, and we've got about 35 people uh, spread around the world as well working on on the game. So um, you know, to to hit the you know the expanded kind of goals and vision that we have we we just needed a lot more people to be able to to do that yeah i I really like everybody is like hitting the chat with all of these ama questions so i feel like we're right at the point where we can start maybe breaking down what all is happening within the phantom galaxy ecosystem so i know you guys have a planet cell coming up i know you have some astrofight events related to you know gameplay earning tokens I don't know where you want to start. Uh, oftentimes, like with a project that is wide in breadth, that's the toughest part is trying to figure out, you know, someone brand new. How do we get them to understand what all is happening? So I'll leave it up to you. Where where do you want to start with what's happening in your ecosystem? No, you're 100 right <laughs> on the breadth of it. So and, and this is the thing that we get all these questions. So when there's one of the core things is accessibility into the game, right? So right now we've shown that you only need you know, a Halberd or any one of the Origin collection to be able to get in there and play all the games. And we, we want to hold that ethos going forwards as well as we launch. Right? It's not a big barrier to entry. And then once you even have you know, scholarships, it's essentially becomes free to play when someone can come in and try the game out for free as a, as a you know, you join a guild and you might be using their, their assets, assets to play, right? So, so there's that kind of no barrier there. But then, then it's not expensive for then for you to buy your own um, avatar and, and Starfighter. We've said, you know, about the same cost as a, as a AAA game. Um, so around $60, $60 kind of US to, to do that and then get in there and play it. But then from the other aspect, uh, planet holders and getting in there, we, you know, again, to to the normal kind of game player, they're not going to care about, oh, having land and, and my own planet. They, they do, but it's different once you're going to Web3. So right now um, with the planet sale coming up, next week and you know that is that is our way to be able to um acquire the the governance token so we're not doing an ido or an ico uh instead you know we're having these planet sales and being our first um planet sale now like i said we just announced our closing of the private round uh the, this first public planet sale it it really is a one and only because people are essentially the sales at the same same price for um what the private private round was at so there's no difference there um so yeah it's a that's a really big deal uh and again just giving people the opportunity to kind of get in there um get in there earlier and you know again because the people that are going to be know about it are our current community uh you know um you know, like selves and, and and our current player so that's that's really really strong but i guess the the big thing we keep telling people is like if you want to be involved in the whole ecosystem and what that comes with with the you know running guilds and governance and having your own planet and and you know having your own kind of um infrastructure and building your own headquarters and you know and hangars and just having that whole experience then then yes that's the you you need to be involved with the planets and, and kind of build from there if you just want to come in and play a really great kind of you know um expansive uh, yeah, MMO style um, is mecha action game. You don't need to do that, right? Come in and, and just experience that. So, really, it's it's about having all these different avenues for different types of players able to come in and do that. So, um, yeah, I think I think that kind of answers what you're asking. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we have a lot of, like I said, askers here in the chat. So I think w what we can do here is like separate these into two parts. We'll just the, the, this will be part one of all these uh, quick hits uh, on these questions. And I'll let you kind of take them. Uh, it looks like the, f the first one is, uh, do we have a cap on maximum tokens in episode four? For the astrophyte event? Yes, there, there will be a, a, a set um, percentage set aside and, and rule. We haven't released details yet, but as we come into episode four in the astrophyte event, we'll be able to list those out specifically about what you get, the maximum cap per um, planet size and holder, and for non-planet holders, the, the, the rewards as well on the cap there. Okay. Does Blowfish Studios have a plan to combat one player using multiple wallets to claim more tokens? So that's kind of a, a play to earn question that all games really have to deal with. But how do you deal with botting or using multiple wallets? Yeah, I mean, like we've done so far in the in the current alpha episodes and NFTs, it, it, it's naturally gated by gameplay. So to participate in you know, the Astrified event, you need to get to episode four. So, and to get to episode four, you have you've got to go and play through episode one, two, three, and then get into the event, right? So you're going to need those completion medals in game. You don't need the NFT. Well, at the, yeah, we won't need the NFTs like the completion medals, but yeah, just you just need to have played through. So as a as a bot, yeah, it's going to be pretty tough. <laughs> you can't think to make a bot to play through and, and, and get there. And, and For that. someone that just, you know, heard the answer to that question, how do they get started with episode one? Do they just go to your guys' website and download the game and they're able to complete all three episodes? Uh, so, no, you say we, you know, we airdropped over half a million of the first uh, poster, the Halberd One NFT to, to people. And that is, that was the key to get into the game. Uh, now you know you go to you go to OpenSea. So if you go to our website or our Discord or our Twitter, there's links there to the specific OpenSea collection. Don't don't go to a scam one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go go there. And, and I think that at the moment they're still you're sitting around like three three to five dollars or something at the moment. So you just need to own one of those NFTs, and then you get access to playing the, all the episodes. Okay. Any idea on Planet? Mint price. Uh, yeah, so that's all. We've we've announced that all through Discord and Twitter. It's on our Medium. Um, yeah, it's best just to go there, and but it's all been it's all been made public. Okay. Um, as far as the planet sale goes, and in specifically the public planet sale, is there any element of like RNG or raffle system? What are the details with? If I, if I you know fulfill all the requirements, how do you deal with uh, dis distribution there? Yeah, so we've done a kind of pre-sale system, like so kind of early whitelisting to try to help break it up. So uh, hopeful NFT holders, and the hopeful NFT was uh, airdropped to our earliest Discord members. So there's like two and a half thousand of, of those in existence. So anyone that's holding a, a hopeful NFT uh, Come end of this week, we'll be given like a ticket A kind of NFT airdrop to them, and then during our pre-sale A, which is the first kind of opening into the event, people will be able to exchange one of their tickets for for minting and buying one of the planets. So it gives you that kind of uh, the whitelist access there. Um, and then after that, we have pre-sale B, which is expanded out more. Again, we're trying to like you're saying stop the botting, and so you need to hold episode two medal NFT, which people can claim by completing episode two and having the the you know the required poster um the shining star shining star poster for episode two <laughs> and and uh, you know, converting it into the episode two medal which then 
episode two medal holders will get aired off to ticket B, which then actually increases LB to together. This is my pessimistic uh, crypto person mindset. Can someone just buy those medals? Do they have to participate in the actual game, or can they go on the open market and buy and sell? You know these metals. Yeah, no. So I mean, this is Web three, right? NFTs. There's no yeah. restrictions on that. So, and this is Got it. this is a difficult. Not the difficult. This is just what the, the world is in blockchain gaming. Is agreed. So, so yes. But it's still that's an element of playing and earning for somebody. They're they're going in there and they're playing the game, and they need to then to be able to mint these episode two medals. And yes, they've decided to sell them to to other people to get access. But yeah, that was you know. It's kind of yeah, like a, a, an initial kind of play and earn system there. So um, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I just had to I had to ask. Uh, okay, so two others. I want to give a quick shout out. We have GS Montana uh, here. Llama's asking a bunch of questions. Stamina's getting involved. Macove, shout out to you guys for asking these questions. Uh, BH is asking when can we expect the c- complete white paper? <laughs> we will say soon. So we have submitted a, a draft version of the white paper ready for um, legal opinion. So it's something we need to do to, to be able to, to list the, the governor's token, um, which you know, is upcoming uh, around August, September. It's going to be doing the listing then, so it is the current plan. Uh, so yeah, so it's soon. Um, fully focused on what but we've already submitted one and, and we've had good, good kind of legal um, opinion back on that. Okay. Uh, GS Montana says, and this might be the last one for part one of these, this AMA, uh, will we be able to build arenas on our planets to host tournaments with huge payouts? So I guess let me, let me mold that question into a bigger, you know, thought process or, you know, answer on what those planets will even entail in general. Yeah, no, so a hundred percent. So that's, it's a big kind of a goal for, for the planets and for guilds, uh, that are owning the planets and running the you know, governance of, of their systems. And so, what our vision is and goal is there is for player the player driven economy so someone could you know, arena yeah is one of those examples um then marketplace and then you have factories and so one of the things is that if you have say an open marketplace or an arena the owners of the planet where where it is or, or the land the governance you can essentially control like you have an open sea you have your kind of marketplace cut right so the actual owners of the planet and the marketplace, they, they get to set that. Um, and, and it might be entry fees to into the arena or however the tournaments work in that in that PvP arena as well. Now, while yes, as a planet, planet owner or as a governance, you know, governing body, you get to control those elements. You know, what, how do you get people to come to, you, to, your, your, to your planet? And so that's where we really, you know, I'm really excited by a, the player driven um, uh, system here. So people will have the tools to be able to create all their own kind of cities and planets and worlds where they're, they're governing it, they're applying their, their, their taxes, so to speak, right, on, on usage of that. But then how do they, how do the, the players then uh, entice or encourage people to come to their planet? So some things with the marketplaces is that, all right, now with all your guild members, you'll go out there and you'll, you'll go get the, the best you, know, you might be able to go find the the best items or the you know the really rare resources, and then rather than going to say uh, a PG run marketplace and selling it there, no, you bring it back to your planet, and you only sell it on your planet marketplace. So people physically will have to come visit your planet, and 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 buy those resources, those really rare resources that they might not have been able to go and, and get from the world. Um, and then you know from from the tournaments then it's kind of rewards right you'll you might um 
you'll be in control of how you reward the players in the tournament. So, uh, and then also just a status. So you might have the best PVP, number one PVP player in in the whole game. And if people want to be able to beat them, then you know they've got to go enter your tournament and prove they're kind of you know number one. And um, so I think it's it's really cool that way. Let's talk about the more interesting PVP mechanic, which is going out into open world and destroying someone unsuspecting and taking all their stuff which is what i was always doing in world of warcraft in runescape that was my favorite part of pvp it's just going out there and and wrecking somebody do you guys have that available in your timeline you know like is there going to be a a safe part of the universe is there going to be a a more open uh dangerous part of the universe yes no so we we, yeah so we had that in the in the light paper we've released so there is a the, the frontier zone um, where and this is where also you'll find rogue planets which you've also mentioned too so there there's definitely there's an area of space where you've got the highest kind of rewards and and you know biggest kind of battles and, and boss battles and, and find those rewards out there that you that you need to go out to and it's open to, to PvP um, you know where you, where you can be freely attacked and you haven't we have uh, there was like a, a damage system I think you can you know when you actually die, then you'll you'll, you'll take damage. Uh, we get reduced down to zero. But if you if you do that three times, then you actually can lose your your starfighter. Um, but you can also have insurance and things like that. So you know, for those kind of people. But the big thing about the the frontier space is um, is the rogue planets. So we have a, an allocation of planets which are are going to remain like you know owned by Phantom Galaxies but they're going to be kind of combat points or, you know, so people in PvP and guilds will be able to go out there and take control of those planets. And, you know, if, if no one's controlling it at start, then obviously you get there, there might be some environmental mobs that you have to kind of kill to take control, uh, neutral mobs. And then when you've got control, then you'll be earning the, the, the token emission that is you know kind of it's, it's common to all planets throughout throughout the throughout the game so you, any kind of guilds and owners will, will be receiving those those token mission and that you can even go to the extent where there'll be there might be special buildings or factories on the planets as well so when you control it then you get to build those special items um and but it's all combat based right so then when when a guild or, or a group of people players own or are controlling that planet now other people are free to come in and 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 essentially fight fight over control of the of these rogue planets, um, and that's kind of they're going to be you know, our central kind of um, yeah combat points. I'm fascinated by like true open MMO as it's related to a game because you you oftentimes can like introduce like just human factors uh that that arise which is basically like you eventually get monopolies you know like how do you is there is there a part where you know the phantom galaxies federation is gonna have to like come in and stop these people who are essentially ruining the game for other people because they've just monopolized all the resources like do you got do you guys think uh like that down the road or am i just way off base no i mean like so as with uh, you know, we've mentioned that you know, in the in the far distant you know future ones, the, the PG token is a governance token, so it does trend towards a DAO as well as being player controlled. So that won't happen for a while, um, mind you, you know, because we want to be able to build the game system out. Um, but yeah, the, when you do have true player ownership and player governance, what you just described is um, is a possibility. So we'll always kind of, you know, obviously listen to the community and try to, and try to, you know, introduce things that that, uh, you know, 
we don't you don't want to be kind of heavy-handed in any way but early on yes because early on if it's it's called like emergent gameplay so if some emergent gameplay comes out where someone can really just come in and like you said just ruin the game experience for everybody that that's to nobody's benefit anyway i don't even think it's to those players benefit as well because you know it's not it's not really running running the game to, to to how you'd expect but um i'm excited for it for that to see what happens in, in regards to that especially in that we're going to have different forms of governance as well so you can you can run your your own community um in a multitude of different ways as well so that that will be that'll be really cool what is the player to player like mechanics right now within your own community are there like factions that have already kind of took hold and and are there alliances being formed like right now before the game is really you know officially released yeah and no, people have been forming guilds in in our discord and you know kind of recruiting and, and getting all that together so uh there's definitely um yeah people already forming forming kind of player guilds there ready for ready for the game to come out love it all right i got gs montana here that's saying will our avatars be able to combat call of duty style and drop soldiers from motherships while invading other planets this is going down a big rabbit hole i didn't expect but just take that with what you will and i look we had we had 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 our own thoughts on on, on that already and, and where we want to go the the current decision is 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 no not not yet not at the moment that's not there it, you know way down way down the line that that might be a point we get to but at the moment all combat will be done inside your your starfighter so there'll be yeah, um, you won't be able to jump out as your pilot and, and, and go shoot each other, and yeah, <laughs> so just because there's a lot of different yeah, requirements. Yeah, the just from like a thirty thousand foot view, what does that timeline look like for the game itself? Like we have single player currently, correct? Where you're able to kind of go in, you're able to complete missions. What does that gameplay timeline look like for your updates? Going PvP, going open MMO you know eventually going to this full-fledged universe you know like what does that look like from your guys perspective yeah so i mean so the first the first kind of mvp release is you know, it's it's online there's the there'll be multiplayer from the the social aspect within different you know, kind of in um you know like in the halberd like in the space stations being able to uh, engage and interact with each other uh then the i mean the team was was some of the team was trying, you know, really keen to get PvP in as soon as possible, you know, just through through that arena stage. Uh, it's going to depend on how on how the launch goes, but um, look that I'd say look for that late this year, early early next year is where the actual full, you know, kind of PvP starts playing out. But then um, the big thing will be, you know, the the Starfighter the fusion process is one of our is one of the big things that we want to um, the people I think are going to have fun exploring and and doing that uh, with the MVP and getting involved in that um, and then also then you know, cooperative PVE uh, and and just building lots of more content so we'll always be you know building more content and releasing content like a like a MMO and how that's run um, but yeah I think fully kind of featured. The first 12 months is where we'll, the, the kind of the features that we've announced is where we'll, we hope to, to kind of get everything rolled out. Okay. Uh, Asmodai is asking a question close to my heart here. Uh, he's saying, will we be able to customize paint, custom paint starfighters? So basically being able to like put skins on all of these things. I'm excited for that. Are what, what's the answer there? Yeah, so yeah, it, it, it's not with a paintbrush and going and painting, but no. So there's <laughs> there's customizations, there's the shaders and materials, and, and so that whole system is being um, is just being 
polish because we want to you know we've had some internal discussions about giving do players have total control to make whatever they want like you know even if it doesn't look good and and some you know from an artistic point of view like our, our creative director is saying oh i don't want oh, i don't want people to do that to our star fighters and our, and our avatars but then a lot of players are like no but that's what we want to do and so so yeah so people will have that control of you know we're not going to limit people to to how they um configure configure things uh so there's definitely you know, there's a lot of customization there um when it comes to coloring and materials uh then of your you know, generative kind of is clothing you know accessories add-ons um the way it work is some of the some of the avatars and things will you know some elements will be fixed and some some won't be fixed do you foresee all of these you know assets that you're mentioning even down to like a t-shirt or a, a shoe are these all down the line going to be nft assets that are associated where you could sell in some open marketplace oh yeah Yes, no, no, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, you know, the fungible aspect of this, the PG token. I know you, you guys have like a redeemable token uh, that, that's coming out in this drop, essentially. That's what you're calling it, PG. Rede- I, I don't remember the exact name, but... It's, it, it's a little bit confusing to, to get across, but essentially what we're doing, it's, it is the same token, but it's, yeah, it's a promise. It's like, initially we call it like a promissory note, right? So you'll get the reward, the NFT will say... All right. When you when you like I said when you put this into redeem, you're going to get the this amount of governance token back from it, and that's just um, where we're just doing that to keep track of of of, of the rewards um, until we're ready to, to give out the token. It might not be much of a time difference actually between the rewards and then getting the actual the, the PG token um, in place, but it is it's all it's all for the same governance token. Um, yeah, the game the game is multi-token, but there's so there's other you know in-game kind of resource inflationary tokens, uh, but that that will only come into play once the, the the MVP the beta is launched. So okay, so just a little bit more detail here on on the PG token itself. So usually I've seen some you know play to earn economies have the dual token system. You guys are having multiple different other currencies within the sys or tokens within the system potentially down the line and then the pg token just being that governance token that's earned through gameplay yeah so i mean it's governance token it's a utility token too it's used in many aspects of the game so uh you know we said that when you're leveling up your starfighter the fusion process you needed there um for uh running you know building you know large construction and and buildings um the the land aspect as well you know all the, the governance token will be required in, in all those in all those instances then the other uh, the other t- uh inflationary tokens again it's because you know, they're, they're just in-game you know like like right now you've got resources in the alpha right those will be essentially uh a fungible token that that um that is tradable but they're just inflationary so it's just virtual currencies um for that the game needs and, and runs off essentially Awesome. More questions coming through. Uh, Philo is asking, can you ask him if they thought about Immutable X instead of Polygon to go full gasless? What I guess, what is the decision there with, with going with Polygon? And uh, yeah, I thought he asked a good question. So no, we, um, so we spoke to, to IMX um, on the way. Uh, the thing is, is, is uh, Immutable is just an NFT minting um, platform. So there was no, there's no smart contract um, functionality there. So um so we, you know, we want to be kind of on chain as, as much as possible and, and try that. And 
Uh, also, Polygon gave us, you know, we were able to use the OpenSea um, marketplace, which is, you know, really, really important as well. Until we, until we, you know, spin up our own marketplace, so we're working on our own marketplace as well, because we, we, are, we will be multi-chain, and then that's when we're, you know, be able to support all the different, all the different blockchains, and um, yeah. Speaking of all the different blockchains, Awan is over here uh, asking about like this great white star that is this Ready Player One universe that all of our different avatars can be in and just exist in. Uh, his question is: the av- will avatars only be PG or? can other projects be imported as avatars? So what do you make of like interoperability and bringing in other projects to your game? No, like uh, I, we are really positive and for it. So um, speaking to, to different um, projects and platforms and all projects and how we can integrate and, and provide interoperability is, yeah, it, it's a lot of work. So we can't just offer it to, you know, offer it to everybody, but um, you know, we've gotten some of these really, really strong partnerships and doing um, and I mean, it's it's not going to be simply all right. I'll, I'll bring in a project like a. I, I don't want to like spruik any project in particular, but you know, if, it, if it's if it's some thing where where you're a cat or a dog or something coming, we're not just going to rip or, or an, or an ape. ape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, board ape's the easiest one, right? So yeah, we're not going to have like a a, a full board ape sitting there as your as your avatar. Currently, oh man. Currently. But, but but no, you can bring that in, and then that will influence. So you'll be able to see elements of your of your board ape either in your avatar or in your Starfighter. So, I mean, this is this will come down to the community. The community's like, oh no, we don't care about the law. We're happy to see just the board ape standing there next to me. Right now, <laughs> then you know. Then, then, oh, oh, I see. You, know I mean? you mean like you mean like the canon of the storyline? We don't, maybe those those universes don't coexist. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that's that's always a tough thing. Like as a fun thing, it'd be fantastic, right? And I I love it, but then it kind of breaks the law a little bit. So you know, we we but we are thinking about how to how to do it. And initially, it's more about um, having that composability. So yeah, if you've got a board ape and you, know, you you kind of use that in part of your fusion process or whatever, then then we'll be able to show an element of that in your in your Starfighter or Avatar. GS is asking as well. GS Montana is saying. Uh, basically like mods for fighting in fighting styles how does the the mechanic currently work for fighting in space is there an ability to like customize that uh like with wet with different weapons or different armor sets how does that look now i mean so that's one of the um larger changes that we're that's going into the game for for mvp is to um the game now is a lot more expansive and so uh, you you were in the previous uh, kind of AMA we had on our own Discord. We had Liam, our lead game designer, there. This is a question that that he'd be perfect for for answering to. But yeah, we're we're he's kind of we're designing around a lot more around the gear and and you know, choosing different um, you know, different loadouts and different ways that you want to be able to play the game and you'll be able to modify both the the in space and on you know on on kind of on planet combat as well all right we're coming up to the end of the episode here uh there and and there's a lot of ama questions but i think it's relevant because you guys like have so many events that are happening you know within the week or two so let's talk about that astrophyte event and the details there uh so you you basically have an ability now to earn the pg token uh if you get up to episode three now episode four will kind of take me through what happens in in this event there are there going to be asteroids that people need to 
attack or mine or how does this all look? Yeah, so the Astrofight event is for we live in episode four. Uh, and the, the goal there is going to be like individual goals and we have community goals which is something that I think it's, hasn't been done as well in like a, in a blockchain game before as well so where everybody working together it's like stretch goals and like Kickstarter right you reach a stretch goal and there's a for everybody so, so that's really cool uh, the actual you know in, in game mechanics is yeah this special Astrophyte resource that we're, that we're adding in for episode 4 that people will have to go first find it locate it and then mine it um, and then there's also pirates as well, a new pirate faction that's going to be coming in that you'll that you'll have to go and find and, and kill as a you know, bounty. So, but then the way it's structured is, you know, there's going to be four cycles, essentially, you know, four cycles that you need to hit your your goals in. But each cycle will be like four days long to give people ample time to to kind of get in there for for a couple of hours and, and and do that. Um, you know, and some of the questions we've had about how to uh, combat, you know botting and things like that well i mean the whole gameplay element you, you've got to you've got to get in there you've got to play and get to episode four to be able to um participate in this event uh and then you know and, and then play through so it's uh, again it's it's not like a DeFi click and farm thing right you've got to go in there and play a play a full kind of you know triple a game so uh bh is asking can we get more details on the rent mentioned on planets in the light paper is this like a is this a guild mechanic like scholarship based yeah i mean it's not yeah it's not ready to announce the specifics on that yet because there's some actual really cool information first of coming out about the the land of the planets later on um but yeah it, it's yeah it's typical any game economy needs um sinks and faucets right so we have utility for different things and um for us to be able to keep you know developing and, and running phantom galaxies and there's a there's a small amount of you know, rent to be paid to, to Phantom Galaxies for, for the running, but then also the planet holders themselves are again, like we mentioned before, in full control of of how they how they run their, their systems there. Um, and it, and look, even if you're not a planet holder and you have your Starfighter and Avatar, you be able we're putting a system in where you can rent those out yourselves, right? So uh, so you don't need to own a planet to rent out your your Starfighter. Yeah, this this play to earn, I, I guess, has been around. This thesis and this sector has been around. I feel like for the last two to three years, as Axie Infinity really took hold, uh, and now I feel like there's like more and more detractors saying like this isn't going to work. The game should be made to just play, you know. So, what do you make of like having your game set up not just to be a grind? just to earn tokens do you do you think in that mode yeah and so that's what we, we you know we, we don't call phantom galaxy as a play to earn game we call it a play and earn game and we, you know we've always been promoting and pushing its gameplay first and that's also how we've shown with the rollout of the alpha and the episodes there um again you you, you asked you know, earlier on about the community and just again all that feedback that, that people are even for like episode one they finished episode one they achieved the completion badge but they kept playing just because they enjoyed the game right so um it's that is what we're aiming for so people are coming in and they're playing the game just because they really enjoy it but then the economy itself that the the in-game economy just supports uh you know blockchain and crypto in in the way that it works and it's it's you know it's a tough um it's a tough, tough thing to solve, which actually you've kind of shown, and that's why you know we're focusing on something totally different to what to what actually went towards. Um, again, you know, this is a whole game experience. It's a, it's a you know, it's a whole universe that we want the people to come in, and, and they're just going to love playing the game and being part of it, um, and just spending their time, and you know, just being able to 
again, it's those, that kind of like a gear game. There's, there's NFTs that you're owning and finding and looting. You know, they're, they're valuable because they're NFTs, right? So, um, but they're also valuable to you. So I mean, that's the thing. So you might have this NFT. It's like, oh, like, you know, again, it's that decision of do I want to keep it or do I want to sell it? Do I want to start up another character? Do I want to have, you know, have this, this loot for another character? I mean, all those kind of thoughts that you go through in like a normal, typical MMO will, will exist in this game. And I think that's just some of the, these, the earlier you know, blockchain games just don't have that element because the game's not fun. I'm not, I'm not engaged. I don't really, I'm not so caring about it. All I'm caring about is in this way they're called play to earn. So it's, it's, it, it feels like the, the DeFi mechanics, right? Like the DeFi apps where you're just there to earn a token. And those don't lead to very sticky users. So, there's, there's been a few games out there that I've really enjoyed enjoyed playing and, and from an actual playing aspect. Um, but most of them, again, you know, I've got you know, in a community of players and they say, oh, yeah, jump on this one because it's just play to own. But you know that, all right, it's, uh, it's more a chore, more work than it is like I'm not there because I'm enjoying this. I'm just there because I need to be. Yeah, yo, we're coming up to the end of the episode. Uh, I probably have a couple more questions here. That'll be lightning questions. Uh, but let's talk about a little bit of partnerships. You mentioned playing other games as well. So just kind of give me a, a little bit of info on on what you guys are looking t- uh, for and like partners. You mentioned maybe not being able to say some of the partnerships that you kind of have landed uh, in the Discord AMA. But uh, what other projects are you looking at too in in the play to earn or play and earn space that you like what they're doing? whether that be like an alluvium or some of these other, you know, uh, NFT projects. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of the partnerships we're looking at aren't actually other blockchain gaming projects. They're they're new to the space as well. And so, you know, part of our thing has always been innovation on, on what we can do there. So, yes, there's tons of communities that we're kind of keen to, to work with and, you know, from a, from a guild aspect or, 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 you know, their avatars and PFPs. But most of the partnerships we're looking at are... Um, thinking outside of the box. So you look at what Epic did with Fortnite, you know what I mean? So uh, with, you know, real kind of events that are happening with, with people that, again, you're not, you're interested in them for, for, for outside of the space. And so all right, I can actually come in and be involved with those people inside Phantom Galaxies is, is, is really cool, right? So again, I, I know I can't, I, can't, I can't say names until they're announced and done, but it's yeah we're looking at more these really cool kind of real life partnerships that will bring um just just let you feel good about playing phantom galaxies but then but you know they're brands that you that you like and that you love in real life as well being able to come into into phantom galaxies so um all all around our our theming right it's about you know big ass mechas fighting in space so <laughs> big ass mechas fighting in space love it man i won't press you on uh any uh, any of those names or anything like that uh last question i have here comes from mr ticks and he's asking a question that's pretty uh close to my heart as well he's saying will planets have different attributes or will there be a blank slate and owners have to build and add attributes the the reason this is close to my heart I participated in the other side land sale. Didn't really like the way that Yuga went about placing people in that world. I thought there were like some aspects that kind of threw me off as an ape holder. And uh, just wondering how your universe is kind of built out and how you guys are looking at that. Uh, so I guess the original question, 
will the planets have different attributes and then how does that work into your larger universe yeah so the, the, the yeah so the planets will be generative as well like the core the core governance token and all those kind of elements and 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 what the land involvement is 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 all all fixed because they're the high value aspects but then there's going to be generative aspects around yeah you know what kind of what kind of planet you know what's composition how does it look what are the you know in-game resources location so it is the location will be will be randomized but then there'll be there'll be elements that will that will you know do that we kind of you know if it's in a location you don't want like you can trade it like you know, the nfts right so you're gonna do that uh but you gotta rename you can be able to name your own planet um but yeah so there's a there's a fixed there's a fixed amount of you know what you're you know what you're getting by choosing which planet size that you're, you're kind of you know purchasing or, or owning but then then the, that randomized element um that goes into the into the real game um so it'd be interesting to yeah interesting to see i will i'll definitely interested i'll ping you and i'll i'll in your mind for that feedback you just said about the other side because you know i really you know i'd like to hear what what you didn't like about it specifically and that would be really cool yeah absolutely yeah yeah we can definitely have that convo i'll talk your ear off all day about the other side <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but a big thing you know our public planet sale is next week so we have our snapshot happening on the 20th for hopeful holders and episode two metal holders to to get into the pre-sales uh lots of kind of you know big um you know kind of announcements and things happening next week in in the lead up to the public planet sale but uh it's going to be the only opportunity to to for the early supporters and community to to get in and, and own planets um again pricing is the same that was that, that was you know taken in the, in the private sale uh but it's just a very you know it's just a smaller allocation right so it's very limited and then from here on then um yeah the planets will be will be more floating value based on 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 land and, and token kind of valuation and again so, the, the idea is to pair planet ownership with gameplay so that if you own a planet you can actually earn more to pg tokens essentially I simplified it a lot there, but yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, read, read the light paper uh, again, like you said. The um, it's kind of yeah, for people, not for you. I mean, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to to get more information there. But essentially, always always trying to um, reward the people that are playing the game first and foremost. And so that's that's always our, our number one. Awesome. All right. Do we have anything uh, else that we maybe missed uh, that you want to touch on? Any random thoughts, musings of Web three? Here to end the episode? No, I had something to note from one of your second lessons, but but no, I mean, look, it's it's a really exciting space. It's it it allows um, studios like us to really create the next evolution of gaming, right? And that's and that's where we are. I think blockchain gaming is just yeah, it, the features and the capabilities that it provides to make you know really engaging game worlds, um, and just yeah, like like you said, Ready Player One. That's that's where we are, right? That's what we're doing. It's like it's ownership in those games and then being able to build on that and and, and people just having the fun and being able to you know be, live inside that world and people were doing it for 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 years in like world of warcraft and you know places like that but this is this is now um yeah next level so i think um, i'm really excited to to you know be you know part of that and leading that and, and having everyone here to help us shape what that is because you know the end of the day you know we need we need everyone in our community to be playing the game and, and and giving us that feedback 
Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to take part uh, in your guys' universe as you build out that lore. As we said, maybe it might not entail a board ape, you know, that maybe there's there's another multiverse out there. But as long as like I can stay on my planet and not have to like fear a Death Star or something coming up and blowing up my NFT, I think I'll be uh, I think I'll be OK. I'll enjoy the, the game. Yeah. Unless you want to, so. unless you want to take that risk then. <laughs> but <laughs> you've you got a board eight we can um have a chat so you know can we um give you like a board eight helmet or something i don't know yeah you got the IP oh, right. that would be cool all right we have we guys we have stuff to talk to after after this uh after this call so we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here i appreciate everybody tuning in stamina llama gs uh ticks bh hash rhymes in the house asmodi thank you guys so much i couldn't get to all of you a lot of chat uh here if you missed today's episode we also are on spotify and apple podcast here afterwards that will be live 24 hours after this uh, i was sitting here uh, with ben lee co-founder of blowfish studios and phantom galaxies amazing conversation thank you so much man